Welcome to the Doctors Hospital Podcast. I'm your host, Alexis Burrows, Marketing Director at Doctors Hospital. Today, September 8th, is recognized around the world as World PT Day. And joining the podcast as our guest today is Daniel Douglas, who is one of our physiotherapists here at Doctors Hospital in our rehabilitation center. Uh, Welcome to the show, Daniel. Hello, thanks for having me. So we decided that we would uh, would bring on one of our physiotherapists to just kind of talk uh, talk us through a a couple of different things. Um, You know, the importance of celebrating a day like today what does the day in the life of a PT look like? Um, you know, how do you get into the career if it's something that you're interested in? Um, and then also talking about some of the focal points that the World Physiotherapy Organization has um, decided to, to, to look at as a particular area of interest this year. So we're going to cover a, a fairly um, diverse range of topics, I would say, um, as we kind of go through the conversation. So we're happy to have Daniel on the show, and let's just kind of dive right into it. Whether you're battling a chronic condition or offsetting a new injury, Doctors Hospital's comprehensive rehab services offer the help you need now. Three advanced facilities at Collins Avenue, Carmichael Road, and Cable Beach means your personalized plan for care is just a visit away. From physiotherapy to occupational therapy and speech and language pathology, our team approach is all about rebuilding together. For a full list of services, visit doctorshoss.com forward slash rehabilitation. Doctors Hospital, trusted and best care now. Isn't your health worth it? So, Daniel, um, from your standpoint, as somebody who works in the field, why is it so important to celebrate a day like today, celebrating World PT Day? Well, I think it starts from the World Confederation of Physical Therapists. That was something that was founded in 1951. So Mm -hmm. it's a global governing body for all physiotherapists. And it actually was founded on this same day, so September 8, 1951. But it wasn't until... 1996, I believe, till everyone came together and we established that this was the day we were going to celebrate as World PT Day, you know, that kind of way. Mm -hmm. So this day was basically a chance for us to acknowledge the good works that all the physiotherapists do for their patients globally. And it's just a way for us to support each other. So we make a lot of postings, you know, we we pick up our colleagues Mm -hmm. and we post one physiotherapy related content and it's also meant to emphasize and promote awareness of the profession which is another big thing and also the expertise that we possess so Mm -hmm. it's 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 a really important day for us yeah i mean i I know especially that last part when you're talking about you know giving people an idea of the importance of of the role you know i'm I'm sure that's something where as the hospital is expanding so much in, in what we're doing um, and, you know, rehab and, and physical therapy, physiotherapy being a part of that, I'm sure, you know, any way that you can encourage people to get into the career and provide you guys some help, I'm sure you'd be, um, you'd be happy to have it. <laughs> yeah, man, for sure. <laughs> so, um, you know, let, let's dive into what it looks like for you uh, as a, a physiotherapist. What does a, a day in the life of a PT look like, you know, especially in our space at Doctors Hospital? Hmm. That's a that's that's a serious question. I mean, each day is 
it varies, but generally for me, my day would start somewhere around 5.30 a.m. And that's because I choose that time to get a good workout in. So mm-hmm. my first client is myself. So I go, I take care of myself. I do my maintenance such that I'm in the best shape possible to take on the day and everyone else in it. So mm-hmm. that would sort of start in, depending on what area you're in. So we have the acute care, which is inpatient. Then we have outpatient facilities. We have one out west in Cable Beach, and we have one on Collins Avenue. And there's also a home care unit with which we travel the patients' homes and provide care. And it would basically, each area would be a similar sort of interaction where it would have assessments, where we would see patients, we would assess them, we would do a history, find out what's wrong, what's right, and make a recommendation for where we're going to go with them as well as a lot, a lot, a lot of documentation. I can't stress this enough. <laughs> Everything that you do for today has to be documented, not only for legal purposes, but there's so many patients that come through on a daily basis, so much happening, you yourself forget. So a large part, a large understated part of our day is documenting a lot of what happens and what we do with these clients every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure the... um. The, the documentation part might be uh, an eye-opener for, for a lot of the, the areas of medicine. I think people don't often recognize and understand how, not just how critical that is, but just how much work it is um, right. you know, to maintain records and make sure that you have everything that you need. Because obviously, you know, we, we, we like to talk about doing things in a multidisciplinary way. So, you know, right. your, your PT patient may also be the patient of a surgeon or an in, in, in internal medicine um, practitioner, and that information kind of goes back and forth, right? So that's correct. the documentation becomes very critical to ensure that everybody that's involved in that patient's care is as up-to-date as possible with everything that's going on. Um, so, you know, moving away from documentation, not, not exactly the, the sexiest topic, <laughs> but um, what, kind no. of, <laughs> what kind of training does someone need to go through um, in order to become a physiotherapist? Is there like... Do you have to do undergrad? Is it more um, vocational style training? What does that look like? So you, you can take two pathways. If you've already had a first degree, mm-hmm. then what's done is done. And you can simply attempt to move into the master's aspect. And you'll just have to do the prerequisite courses for whichever organization or school you intend to attend. So they'll tell you what you need to get to be able to get into this program at that point. So it varies from place to place. But if you're out of high school or a younger person or just starting out, I would recommend having somewhat of a science background, biology, chemistry, physics, mathematics, because it's very, medicine is is very heavily centered on those topics. Mm -hmm. So it'll give you a very good advantage to come into the field and not feel completely out of sorts. Right. So if you do that initially in your high schooling and then you go, what's going to happen firstly is you'd have to obtain about 60 to 80 hours, volunteer hours, where you'd have to go to an acute care facility like a hospital mm-hmm. and you get in touch with the rehab department. And for that time period, that's about a week, that's about five days if you come every day. Five days, that'll be... 40 hours, so like a week and a half, two weeks, per se. And you will shadow a therapist, and they'll kind of take you through their day. So you'll live a day in the life of a therapist for a couple of days, and you'll just have a broad sense of 
what you're kind of going to be getting into. Okay. And then after you get these hours, then you're going to apply. Now you can apply internationally to anywhere in Europe, mm-hmm. in the US, abroad, wherever you decide to, and they will have their own admission requirements, which you will have to get into and look at. Or you can do it through the Caribbean, but the only physical therapy school in the Caribbean is the University of the West Indies, the Mona Campus at Jamaica. That's the only physical therapy school in the entire Caribbean. Okay. And the bachelor's degree is what you would obtain, and that's in about three to five years, depending on where you go. So if you go through the Caribbean route, through UE, it'll mm-hmm. be three years, and you'd be able to have your bachelor's degree. Now, once you get that wonderful degree, during that process, you'll have what we call clinical rotations, where for all that you've learned, there's a practical aspect that goes with it, and right. you have to basically do it out in real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're going to have a lot of that over your course of three years, and sometimes even for an entire one-year period of an internship thereafter. Right. So finally, when you do that, you're able to become what we call a registered physiotherapist. You're able to become registered in that area that you practice. And now specifically to Bahamians, there's no physiotherapy school in the Bahamas. So what do you do? So wherever you study and you obtain that degree, I strongly recommend that you do the proficiency exam to become registered in that particular country or region Mm -hmm. because the health professions council in bahamas is making that a a requirement yes it's a requirement for you to be able to practice over here Mm -hmm. in the bahamas so wherever you study Mm -hmm. get registered over there and then you can come back home and then you have that wonderful option of being able to practice out there right or what we more so prefer for you to practice here locally in the Bahamas. <laughs> Obviously. Um, that, that, that will always be the preference. Um, okay, so just to kind of backtrack a little bit. So somebody like me who has a business degree, um, right. you're telling me I could go and do a master's program in physiotherapy as my starting point? Yes, it's possible. Oh, okay. All right, I just, I just wanted to clarify. So if I just decided, you know, I wanted to up in and switch where I am in the hospital and jump over into physio, I, I, I need to know what, I ha- what, what I'm able to do or what I have to do in order to, to accomplish that. Um, yeah, because there's a, lot of, there's, a lot of the, there's a lot of overlap, especially in preliminary courses mm-hmm. that you would have completed in your degree that you could also just carry over right. as credits into the master's program. And mm-hmm. wherever you have gaps in terms of your science, background, biology, physics, you that will be fill filled in, in with certain programs and then move forward yeah sounds good um so what advice would you give because i I mean you kind of laid out a a a couple of different pathways that someone can take depending on where they are um in terms of stage in life stage in education but what advice would you give to someone who is interested in pursuing a career in physiotherapy i know that's that's a rough one but that (laughs) especially (laughs) tedious part way that I explained before it sounds it sounds a little rough but mm-hmm. you know but I would I would definitely advise that person firstly to strongly establish a motive for why you want to pursue this particular career mm-hmm. because that's what's going to drive you and keep you interested and and keep you focused throughout all the years of 
studying and trials and tribulations. That's what's going to keep you focused. Mm -hmm. And additionally, it's it's very important to, to keep an open mind to everything that you do and right. approach everything in a position of service, realizing that it's and it's extremely physically and mentally demanding profession but it's also very rewarding mm -hmm. you see so yeah definitely I mean, that would you you hitting people with all the heavy yeah. stuff but i know from my perspective you know and this is very much outside looking in but you know i i tend to have a lot of experience with a lot of the different departments in the hospital and i can definitely say that rehab has the most fun um but like i said i'm also <laughs> saying that from the outside looking in and not being involved <laughs> in the day-to-day -day. um but i i imagine um like a lot of areas in healthcare, a lot of careers in healthcare, um, it can be as rewarding as it is challenging. And I think you, you hit it right on the head. Right. You know, it, you have to establish what your motive is. I think that is a very great piece of advice to, to anyone who's thinking of pursuing any sort of career, um, regardless of whether it's in medicine or not. Uh, I think knowing what your intentions are and, and, and the reason why you're getting into a particular thing is very, very important before you, you know, you, you make that dive because no matter what it is that you're pursuing, it's going to require a certain level of hard work, a certain, you know, amount of time to, to really dive into it. Um, so knowing the why from the beginning is, is a critical component. It's, it absolutely is. And additionally, on the bright side, it's an excellent profession to get into because it's not it's it's very undersaturated. Mm -hmm. So there's not many of us worldwide. Mm -hmm. However, there's an extremely large need for the services. Mm -hmm. So there's a small amount of us. There's a large need. And it's not a job that has a lot of monotony in it. There's there's a lot of ups and downs. There's no one condition is the same and mm -hmm. you're going across the entire spectrum from infants to the elderly and everything in between. So it's not a profession that you easily get bored of. Right. Because there's always there's never, always something different. It's always something different. And the fact that there's there's longevity in it in mm -hmm. terms of it's gonna be needed in the foreseeable future for a very long time. Right. It's somewhat very hard to replace. It's not an easily replaceable job, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And I mean, I think even when you look at, you know, even COVID over the last few years, you know, you will have things like this that happen from time to time that just bring about, a, a, you know, another layer or level to care that people need. So I, I know we had, I think, um, Dr. Wallace on a few months back talking about, rehab in, uh, in COVID care and that sort of thing. So even with that, you know, health and, and, and medicine is changing so quickly and there's all, all sorts of, you know, new diseases and new ailments and you never know right. where that may end up, you know, having physio or rehab in general being a part of that, that treatment protocol. So there's always the, the room for expansion, even in terms of, you know, not even just the, the difference between, okay, you have patients of different ages of different um, treatment different ailments, but you always have that possibility of something new coming along and just, you know, bringing a whole new need to the table. Absolutely. So, and, and, you know, just, just, to, just to put most importantly in the end, it pays well, you know, for those right. who, just <laughs> in case, I think that's, that's a factor. Well, you and I, you and I could have that conversation offline to see if I need to change <laughs> career paths. Um, 
But no, I, I think that's that's some really you know um, helpful information for anyone who who may be considering a career in this space. So I want to switch gears a little bit because, uh, like you mentioned, you know there's a there's a historical background and there's a, a an international organization um, that is responsible for you know the recognition of World PC Day, and you know looking through some of the information that they have, some of the promotional materials that they have out this year, one of the focal points has been osteoarthritis. Um, so right. for our listeners who may not you know, be aware or may not understand, can you just explain what osteoarthritis is? Sure. So so every year there's, there's sort of a theme we go with. So last year, I mean, everything was COVID, mm-hmm. including our theme and what we were dealing with. So this year, we've been able to sort of, you know, be back outside and back to more normal things and mm-hmm. decided that this very topic is going to be osteoarthritis, which is something that has been affecting millions of persons globally. So this is simply a condition in which the protective cartilage that cushions the ends of your bones mm-hmm. begin wear away and it can affect any joint, really. Okay. But more so commonly involved with joints and weight-bearing or repetitive activities. So like knees, your hips, your back, and of course you use your hands and fingers all day, every day. Mm-hmm. So they are kind of at risk due to that as well. Okay. Um, so where does physio fit in with osteoarthritis? Is it a preventative um, option or is it just a treatment? And, and what is where, do, where does physio fit in? Well, uh, it will. It's, it fits in on both ends okay. to start answering that question. So first of all, if you're wondering if you possibly have it, some of these symptoms might include an early morning stiffness in that joint that, that won't, that will last for something somewhere upwards of 30 minutes after you awake. Sometimes some tenderness to that joint line, some pain, some swelling, some grinding sounds you hear. It's kind of a concern, especially if you're over 45 years old. Those who are more so susceptible would be if you had a previous history of some sort of joint trauma. So mm-hmm. if you had a car accident, for example, when you were 13 mm-hmm. and you damaged your joint, even though you've recovered and walking fine at 20, odds are you've damaged certain structures in there and wear and tear can happen a lot quicker than if you hadn't had that. Okay. Those who are overweight, those who have a family history of osteoarthritis, as well as the elderly. Now, as far as us stepping into the picture, <laughs> we are, in a nutshell, movement specialists. So prevention, of course, is the best method or course of action for us. And so regular exercise can reduce your risk for developing that condition, reduce your risk of falling, and sometimes delay or even prevent the need for a surgery altogether. If caught on early enough and you know, if you actually listen to what we have to say and do what we say to do, you know, that's that's also a very big, important yeah, part. The doing is be a so, big part of it. <laughs> that's, that's a huge part. So exercise would definitely be the first line of defense in this particular condition. Even if you go to a surgeon, they'll still send you to us first most times. Okay. That's the first line of defense for reducing pain, improving your function, and it would be basically some range of motion exercises, some specific muscle group strengthening activities, general physical activity, and just kind of restoring regular movement patterns. Because if you have arthritis in your knee, you're going to be walking funny or differently uh, for quite some time. Mm -hmm. So it's 
restoring those normal patterns so you could have a regular loading and, and weight bearing and, and wear and tear on your joints. Just bring everything back to as normal as possible. Now, if you already have that OA, we definitely, there's, there's no OA that does not require exercise. No matter how old you are, no matter how severe it is, you still definitely can benefit from physiotherapy okay. in terms of exercise to reduce your pain, reduce your joint stiffness, able to help you reduce your body weight, to help you feel more comfortable, improve strength and overall function. So it's it's a mainstay of, of treatment for that particular ailment. And lastly, if you do have a surgery, it's recommended that you come to physiotherapy before and after your surgery. So you get what we call prehab, where we strengthen you up a bit. Mm -hmm. Surgical procedures, say you have a total knee or a total hip replacement, you'll come to us before, you'll get strengthened up, give you all the advice, do's and don'ts in advance, what to expect from surgery. Right. And then you have the procedure. And then we basically have a good jump start moving forward. You know, that kind of way. So mm -hmm. definitely. Okay. Um, and you mentioned that rehab is a treatment uh, or physio is a treatment regardless of what the what the cause of the OA was. So it doesn't matter if it's weight, if it's an accident, if it's older age, no matter what it is, Correct. physio is an option for, for treatment. Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. So, you know, obviously, like I said, that's kind of been the focal point, but I know sometimes people think of physio and they think of rehab and a lot of times I think they you can get stuck in okay you know if I had an accident or if I had you know a, an injury where with a broken bone or things like right. that um, but can you kind of just you know for our listeners what are some of the ailments that you know someone might typically see a PT for outside of OA because obviously that's our focal point but what else sits in that space well a good way to kind of narrow that down because it's, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. We could sit here all day talking about how many things <laughs> we actually treat and are involved in. Right. So we usually have three three broad domains. So orthopedic, which would be anything, muscles, bones, ligaments, tendons, that kind of thing. So strains, sprains, tears, fractures, post-amputation, mm -hmm. things like that. We definitely are a huge part of you regaining that function. Then there's the cardiopulmonary section which would be heart and lungs so a vast array of lung dysfunctions like you said we just had covid last year mm -hmm. and we and we we made quite a contribution to that to society in that regard last year mm -hmm. fitness improvements all these things come under that cardiopulmonary range and then lastly the neurological system so your brain and spinal cord so a lot of things can go wrong. You can have a traumatic brain injury from a fall, from a car accident, mm -hmm. and you just lose your ability to function and move and just be as typical as you usually will. So we're involved in that. Strokes or cerebral vascular accidents, mm -hmm. which is kind of a, a lot of people are familiar with the term stroke, what a stroke is, and you know, half the body or more is not functioning like it once used to. Right. Spinal cord injuries, you name it. So mm -hmm. we're pretty much just about involved in everything. Right. And sometimes you have areas where if you had a surgery or if you have an organ issue, 
it causes problems in other areas and then we are called in regardless. So if you have like a kidney surgery or any type of surgery and you're bedridden, mm -hmm. now we have to restore that function because the, the relationship we have with medicine is that surgery restores anatomy, but rehab restores function. Because what good is something being stitched up or corrected if you can't use it? Right. You know? So, yeah. And I mean, basically, where we come Right. I, I think, you know, it, it does speak to, like you said, um, going back to your earlier point that I guess you, there's so many different types of patients that you can see when you work in physio and kind of going through all of the different areas um, that may require physio as a part of the treatment plan really does, you know, kind of clarify that and show you just how broad it is. And then when you add in yeah. the differences, depending on, you know, someone's age and what they're able to do, um, all of those things kind of then adjusted as well so it does seem like you know a, a, a very interesting space to operate in um you know a, a part of this is obviously like like i think both of our uh, both of us have said you know trying to encourage people who may be you know thinking about you know what is what is what career do i want to get into if i'm interested in medicine you know but not necessarily being a physician or being a nurse what are some of the other areas and you know, physio and rehab is definitely a space where I think, like you said, it's it's very much undersaturated and there's a high need for it, a high demand for it. So it's it's very high. Demand. It has the potential for being rewarding both um, professionally, but also financially, which I think, you know, in this day and age, I think is, is a, a welcome message for a lot of people who are in that, that early stage of career development or even education to, to know that this is an option for them. Exactly. So in kind of wrapping up our conversation, definitely. So, um, you know, we, you mentioned the facilities. So where all can patients access doctors, hospital rehab, and what are some of the ways that they can get in contact with you? Well, you can go on the doctor's hospital website. As soon as if you only Google the word doctor's hospital Bahamas, you'll see the website immediately pop up mm -hmm. and you can peruse the list of services and you can check out rehab and you'll see a long list of different services we have there, which is not restricted to that at all. There's a lot more in person when you come there, which is why I would much prefer the top two methods to get in contact would be a phone call, which mm -hmm. would be to 302-4636. Again, 302-4636. And that'll give you a direct line to our administration front desk. And any questions you have related to what you need to do, what you need to bring coming in, what do you need, what's going on, where do we go from here? They'll pretty much have that answer for you as well as stop on by. We're right on Collins Avenue, one building away from the main building, opposite Kelso Labs. Mm -hmm. You can pop right on into our department and speak to any one of the therapists as well as our admin staff and find out what you need to do to schedule an appointment and to get in on this action. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously from my perspective, being the marketing guy, I'll also say, you know, you can follow our rehab department on social media. I think you guys have both a a dedicated Facebook page and Instagram setup. Um, and like I said, that's where I, I kind of go to see all the fun that rehab is having. Um, so when I say that I see that y'all having a fun, that's usually what I'm referring to <laughs> um, right. is, you know, a lot of what you guys put on, on socials. And, you know, there's a lot of interesting information, a lot of educational um, content on there as well. But 
like I said, from from my perspective, rehab has the most fun in the hospital. So um, be sure to to follow our rehab team on Agreed. Instagram, on Facebook. Definitely, definitely, definitely. All right. Well, thank you so much, Daniel, for joining us on the podcast today. Um, a lot of really good information. Like I said, you know, covering topics from a, a lot of different angles when it comes to physiotherapy, from the celebration of the day to what it looks like for you a, a day in the life of a PT. And maybe that's something that we can do some more, um, some more content on, you know, maybe doing some videos on what it looks like for you guys on a day-to-day basis. I'm sure a lot of our listeners would be interested in seeing a bit more about what that looks like. Um, but thank you so much for joining the Doctors Hospital podcast today. Definitely. Thank you so much for the invite. I had a great time. Good All questions. Right. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. So um, we will have more from our rehab team over the next few weeks and months. Um, there's some celebrations that are going on that we'll, we'll publicize in the next um, few days, next week or so um, for rehab week which is also coming up towards the end of september so if you're interested in getting to know more about our rehab team stay tuned to our social media channels both the main hospital as well as the rehab department and you will find out everything that's going on in the next few weeks as we celebrate not just world pt day but also rehab week all right yes definitely so this is this is world rehab this is physiotherapy world physiotherapy day is today Mm -hmm. but for the next week moving forward is rehab week Mm-hmm. So that'll be a great opportunity for persons to realize that it's it's bigger than just physiotherapy. There's occupational therapy, there's speech and language pathology. So you'll see the different areas and how they function in the whole rehab process and that part of the team and the whole team aspect of it also. So that'll be great. Awesome. Thank you so much, Daniel. Appreciate you, man. Thanks. All right. Take care. At Doctors Hospital, our lamp just got brighter. The Loyalty Advantage Membership Program now has three unique plans to choose from. From lamp prepaid with free prime care visits and service line discounts, lamp insured with copay waivers and zero upfront collections at the ER and inpatient services, or our new lamp access, a free plan that offers 10% off labs, pharmacy, and imaging. Lamp has a plan for everyone. To sign up, visit our website or give us a call. Doctors Hospital, trusted and best care now.